Hello, 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 friends. I am so excited to bring you a new friend of mine that I swear we could probably be sisters um, just because of this fact. Our stories are just so aligned and so similar. Um, this is an amazing opportunity that I get to, to share with you the amazing Amy. Um, Amy, will you tell us a little bit about you and what you do now? Um, so that everybody kind of has an idea of who you are. Yeah. Hi. And I'm so glad to be here with you. I, uh, so presently I am a nutrition coach and certified personal trainer, and I work with people virtually to help them reclaim their health. And I do it from a perspective of reaching your optimal health, um, not necessarily quick and fast goals and just really making that longevity stake on our lives. I love that. Um, now has nutrition always been a thing for you? Cause I know I have always been a really big foodie food has been my like kryptonite. And then some it's, but it's always been something that like my family, even growing up, some of the best childhood memories were around the kitchen table. I was always in the kitchen with my mom. Our kitchen is always the heart of our home. Now we literally just blew out walls, expanded and did a remodel because my kitchen, it was just too small at one point. Has nutrition always been a big thing for you or is that a little bit of a newer thing for you? I would say food has always been a thing for me and my family and a part of my story. I started cooking for my younger sister when I was 10 years old. So I grew up in a home where my mom had a lot of mental health issues and wasn't always able to take care of us. Um, so I really had to step in and start doing that. But then I definitely fell into the early 2000s or late 90s diet culture, um, got stuck on that cycle for years and years. And then when I met my husband 11 years ago, we lived in Florida and just there's so much food. There's so many fun options. There's so many cultural foods. And I just like fell in love with eating. But I, I would say the nutritional component and knowing what my body needs and giving it like, I would say 90% of what it needs and 10% of what's fun is where I land now. And that's become more of a thing in the last, I'd say two years. Okay. Um, cause I know that that sounds similar to me. It's been the last couple of years that I've kind of sat down and gone, okay, yes, it's great. Yes. I love it. Also, what kind of relationship am I having with food? Because some of it is not pretty. Um, I know that I will admit I used to be an emotional eater. So, um, and now I've been able to like, I was joking with my husband the other day and I was like, I don't even want to emotionally eat right now. And he's like, is that a thing? And I'm like, actually it is. Um, <laughs> that's when, you know, you've hit the point. Um, but what got you really interested more so than anything in taking this and going forward, both in like the nutritional sense, but as a coach, what was the big thing for you that catalyzed everything going forward? So I had a daughter um, and I didn't want her falling into that whole diet culture cycle. So for me, that's where it really began for me. But as I learned about food, I realized so many people don't talk about healthy relationships with food and just eating in a way that's like healthy for our bodies. I became very longevity focused. Um, I had some health scares. Like I was told, you know, you have high blood pressure, you're pre-diabetic, you have all these things going on. And I was like, 
I want to live until I'm 90, like my grandma, you know? And so how do I do that? I have to make those changes. But if I have to, how many other people are like me that fell into this diet culture cycle? And then how can I use what I've learned to help them? Yeah, I know for me, I, I think it's interesting how both of it, it ends up being our daughters are our reason um, that kind of got us kickstarted. I know it was my fourth pregnancy that got me going um, about learning about the foods that my body wants and needs and that kind of a thing. Um, I was trying to be able to breastfeed for as long as I could. And I knew that my food would definitely be either helping or hurting. And so uh, that's where mine started. So the the power of a daughter, man, they they kick the moms around a little bit, but they are incredible, incredible blessings for sure. Uh, but just, I think so many of us will say as moms, we would do anything for our children. We would die for them. We would do anything for them. But I know that I have asked many a mom, would you live for them? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you and I both have a very similar thought process on that of the fact that, you know what, I want to live for them. I want to be there for the high school graduations and their weddings and grandkids. I want to be able to play and do and participate. I don't want to just sit on the sidelines. Um, I know with my big kids, I I was very much so an involved mom, but I was 22 and there was that. Um, as I got older, I kind of lost that identity and I, I wanted to just be more involved with them. I wanted to participate, not just sit on the sidelines. And I never wanted my health to be a burden. And mm-hmm. so I know for me, taking care of me was one of the biggest things um, so that I can then be there for them. And and how do you feel like that has impacted your relationship with your daughter or just in general, like your participation in your family as the, as a mom, as a wife, how has you focusing on your health helped you be exponential in those places? Yeah. So like first uh, and foremost, I'd say it gives me an outlet. We all need an outlet. And I think as moms, we're told filling our cup is selfish and I would disagree. I think to fill others cups, you have to fill your cup first. And so for me, you know, finding a routine, creating a routine, making sure I get to the gym in the morning, or I have Peloton equipment here, but just making sure I get at least 30 minutes for myself is so good for my mental health. And just getting that stress away, like there's so many stresses and being a mom, being a working mom. Um, But also, you know, when we had my daughter, I wasn't in the best of health. And I had those scares and much of my husband run and play with her on the playground. And I'm like, I don't even feel comfortable climbing up there because my balance or my this or my weight or my this. And you're like, I don't want to be that mom that can't play with her. I don't want to be sidelined. Um, so it really just made me go, all right, it's time, it's time to take control of this. And and that's a couple, there's a couple parts here that I need to get control of. Um, just like you would talk to, um, emotional eating and, um, what, it, why is my relationship like this with food, but also what is the type of exercise I can commit to for a lifetime? Because I think that's another piece we get swept into these fads or these things that are really popular. We see this person on this social media platform that lost all this weight with this program, but does that work for you? And, and what's going to really work for you. And and for me, that was getting equipment into my home. So I started all this with a Peloton bike in my basement. Um, and as I was getting healthier, it, it became like a, 
I don't want to say an addiction, but it just became exciting to see, like I can run with my daughter again. Um, you know, she wants to do, she already wants to do races. Like my husband did the marathon a couple of years ago. My daughter wanted to do the little sprint of that. She was like two years old doing the toddler trot. So making sure I can be there and support her in those things. I played sports growing up and I remember when they'd have family participation, um, you know, just wanting to be able to do those things that like my parents did with or for me and, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just be active, be an active mom. Yeah. It's incredible that you mentioned having a routine that works for you because it's so it, there's a million and one ways. I mean, you can talk to one person and they say, wait, train. Another one will say this. Another one goes here. And I mean, I have been told a million times over, you need to go to the gym. And I was like, I have four children. Going to the gym is a full-time job. Like, I can't do that. Like, it just is not conducive to my schedule. And so I always felt like, well, I was failing in health, but then I was also failing as a mom. And like the mom guilt just was overwhelming when I would try to go to the gym. I did go, but it was like, it was agonizing for me to do that. And then I learned just like you did bringing it home. If that's what's better for you is to be in your home, then bring it home. If it's not, and you know that that stuff in the gym is never like your home gym is never going to work for you then buy your gym membership and go. But it has to be for you. I know both of us starting with our daughters, my youngest was always around. And so I'd be working out and she'd be standing right next to me. She now runs alongside of me. Um, She looks at all of, you know, I do races and 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons. And I haven't hit the marathon yet. I'm I'm working on it. Um, She runs with me. Uh, you know, some days it's with her bike and other days it, it is truly running two feet, running after it. Um, but it's different connotation. Like you were saying, we grew up in the nineties with those, the, the fabs and the fitness health was a punishment. It was looked at negatively, or at least I feel like it was looked at so negatively in our childhood that I never want my daughter's or any of my children. I mean, I have two boys and two girls, but I never want my children to look at taking care of their health, whether that's physically working out or eating as a negative. Like, I just want them to be able to look at it and be like, this is fun. Like, this is truly fun activities. You know, we do family runs and the kids all think it's great. And, you know, I personally do 5Ks for my birthday. I'm like, I don't want to go and party. I want to go and do 5Ks, like come sign up for a race with me. And a lot of my friends think that that's insane. They're like, I don't get it. Why do we, why are we running? And I was like, because this is fun for me. Like, this is fun for me. Um, And you mentioned relationships and relationships are so key, whether that's the relationship between yourself, because you were looking at, you know, you said it's, it's a lot of well, can I do that? Can I get on there? What, you know, is my balance okay? And you want to be able to play, but if you don't have the relationship with yourself, that's positive and encouraging and loving. You're going to be hesitant to put the relationship deeper with your kids or with others. Right. Um, and I know we have talked before, uh, that 
faith was a big part for you. And how did incorporating faith into this make an impact for you on going forward? You know, I think it's, it's developing like that deeper understanding of it. Right. So, um, I've shared with you, part of my journey was going through infertility to even get my daughter. And in that process, I remember my verse always, when I got baptized, my verse was always, um, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plan I have for you. And I remember thinking, well, what's the plan? What plan is this? But it's, it's maturing in your faith and understanding that like, you're not always going to be given the easy path. And sometimes you're going to be given this harder path. And then like, while I was going through all my infertility there, the verse, you know, you will receive beauty for your ashes kept coming kind of to mind. And, and I think you, you start to just mature in your mindset around how you view things. And faith did a lot of that for me. It gave me that foundation to look at things in a more mature way, but also understand that like a lot of the work had to come from me. Like we're not, we're not just given, right? Like we're not just given this easy path. We're, we're promised a path, but we have to find that path and then we have to work that path. And that's when I found this path for myself, when I really worked through some of my mental health issues, cut out alcohol from my life in a big way, started eating more nutritiously. I was like, oh my gosh, I could just feel I was on that path. And now it's like, you know, I, I work a full-time job and I coach people on the side and I, my days, I probably work 12, 15 hour days, but there's so much purpose because I'm on that path that I'm supposed to be on in life. And I just know that and feel that now. And I don't know how to ever explain that to anyone who's maybe walking through those challenging, awful seasons, other than to say, when you come through it and you're on the path, you know it, and you know that that path is from God, that that's like, it's not you. That's not it's not anything you could have done or found on your own. You never would have. Right. Oh, so good. So good. Cause I know that we feel like, well, we, I might be on the path. I'm on the path. And then it's like struggles or difficulties or, you know, like any of that. And you're like, it's not the right path. You're on a path. Yes. I will not get you wrong. You're on a path. Is it yours? And is it the right one? Maybe not, but mm-hmm. is there is beauty on the other side of it and in getting through it is, is hard, but it's worth it. You know, that's, that's the other part. And you had mentioned to me before though, that you started doing homeopathic type stuff for your own health, like for you as on your own. Um, Is that, what brought that about for you? Yeah. So I had, um, December of 2021. So September of 2021, I went on antidepressants for the first time. I had worked in mental health a lot of my adult career. I knew I needed them. I knew like postpartum, just things, things weren't going very well for me, but I did other testing. Like I was having all this joint pain and a lot of digestive issues and there in lab work and everything, nothing showed in GI testing, nothing showed. And I said, there has to be something different. So one of my friends said, well, how do you feel about seeing a homeopathic practitioner? And I was like, a homeo what? Like, but I just trusted it and I just went with it. And I will say it's something that if you're, if you're a logical person, if you're looking for logic, if you research homeopathy, it's very out there. It's very in left field. You're not going to find like the science necessarily to support it. But in doing this now for a year and a half, all my digestive issues have come under control. My mental health is very in control. All the joint pain, all these other things 
have really come under control, but it is, I will say it's a treatment. You have to be really comfortable with discomfort. You do a lot of self work. You have to take a lot of personal accountability. You have to look at narratives. Maybe you've given yourself in your life through that process and even realize your role in your suffering, not that you created it, but like there's some sort of role in it. Um, so I, I came to it out of a place of desperation, but I will say it's probably one of the best things that's happened to me. And for you, I know, cause I started going homeopathic for my own health and, um, I had lost my hearing back in March and I, nobody could really pinpoint like your labs are fine. Your body looks great, but xyz like you're still not hearing we've tried this medication this medication we've done these things here's the shots all these things and I kind of kept telling the doctors I was like I can't do these meds anymore I physically cannot it's it's tearing up my body which is tearing up my mental health I can't do this any longer and so I had gone to a health fair and met somebody who does reflexology. And I told my husband about this. I was like, it's all about pressure points. He was like, you have got to be kidding me. He's like, really? You're going to try like, he's like you and your witchcraft, whatever works. And I, so have you noticed any, I don't want to call it backlash, but maybe some like skepticism when you say that like I've gone the homeopathic way and seen such great results have you ever seen anything in the realm of that that skepticism I will call it absolutely I mean my husband initially is very much the same way and now he uh sees my homeopath monthly so he he's bought into it now and he's doing it but he initially was like he would call it my witch doctor um, and joke about my snake oils and all this. Um, I also had some friends jump on board. They, they saw me doing better, right? Like I, I kind of had this really unique experience. Normally when you start homeopathy, it's not just like you're better your first six to eight weeks, but I was like significantly. Um, and so I had a lot of friends that were like, wow, whatever this magic is, we're doing it. But then sometimes that's not your experience. Sometimes you break out, you, your body reacts because it's trying to extract whatever is going on for you. And I had people do that. Those things happened and they're like, this isn't for me. And I don't know why you're still doing it. Um, but I think you have to understand that so, something I feel very strongly. And the reason I'm going back to school for health coaching is I think we're all such bio individuals. And so even working with clients nutritionally, what works for me may not work for you. And I'm never going to prescribe what works for me for you. So while this worked for me, this may not be the path for other people. And that's okay. I would love to share what my experience has been with it. And I think if you failed in every other, like if you've gone to the doctor, you've gone to all the specialists, that's all failed. I think you should go, why not? Like, why not try one more thing? But I, that may not work for you too. And I think you have to keep seeking answers because there's so many out there. I mean, there's so many things still out there that I haven't done that. Like you talk about reflexology or there's um, naturopaths or there's um, like Reiki healing. And I, I think there's a lot of benefit in a lot of areas that I don't know a ton about, but I'd like to know more about to help people the best I could. I think it, you're very on point with it because we are individuals. And I mean, we all have different things because, you know, yes, you and I both might 
might both have postpartum depression. I mean, I suffered with it ever, you know, really bad with my boys, but I tried to get better once I had my youngest. Um, but, and we can face it differently. I mean, it looked different from one child to the other. It looked, you know, I acted different. I would, you know, didn't recognize it with one and saw it with the other. And so it's one of those things that like, you as an individual, 100%, yes, are different. So you can't, anybody looking at the health industry going, well, I want the one size fits all, you're being lied to. Like, at least in my personal opinion, is just this idea that you can't do a generic. You None of us can. It, it's not going to work because you're not generic. You know, you're not a one size fits all. You are you. And that's why I think that the benefit of having a coach of somebody like you or myself that we sit down and we go, okay, here's what's going on. Here's some options. Here's some things, whether that's from us specifically here, do this and this, or, and we change something, or it is maybe going a homeopathic option. Maybe it is going this way or that way. Um, but I feel like so many people, and maybe you can you can validate this one for me, is that a lot of people come with this thought process, well, just hand me the plan that works. I want to lose 20 pounds, just hand me the generic plan. And they, they feel like confused a little when you're like, it's not that easy. Like, it, it's not just here you go. Like, we can't just here you go and walk away and expect you to do that. One, I think you and I both are, we care far too much, <laughs> but it's just, everybody is so different that it's not meant to be that way. You think of yourself that way either. Yeah. I think, you know, so I do, I have in the past coached a lot of people on macros, but even with macros to the point of, you can't just hand people a generic plan. Like I can calculate your macros and then nothing happens for you. We put you into what should cause fat loss. I need to understand further. I need to know your nutritional history. I need to know one, are you telling me the whole picture? Are you stopping tracking at a certain point in your day? Are you drinking alcohol and not tracking it? Um, were you at a deficit of 1200 calories before you came to work with me? And then we put you at 1800 calories and your body is gone. What the heck are you doing to me? But even further from there. So like I have PCOS. So high protein, little bit higher on the fats and lower on the carbs works really great for my body. But if you don't have PCOS, it's not the balance you need. So we have to play around and figure that out for you if we're going to go the macros approach. Um, but so many of these programs that are out there and so many of the things people buy, like from these companies that put it out there. And, and I, I should say like, I have nothing against like some of these, I don't want to name any by name, but you know, the ones that everyone's selling and that sort of thing. I have nothing against people doing those. As long as you understand that's probably just a short-term solution for you, because overall you need to come to understand nutrition, what's going to work for you long-term. Like if you're someone that hates chicken and I tell you eat chicken and this for every meal, you may see some great changes happen, but you're never going to do that long-term. So how do we get you to where you need to be long-term to make this work for you? Like I personally, I'm never going to eat lamb. I don't like lamb. So you put that in my, my nutrition plan. I'm okay. I'll do it for 30 days, 60 days after that. I'm not doing it. I also love pizza. So I go with this like 90, 10 
balance, right? Like 90% of the time I eat the foods that I know my body really needs and are nutritious. And I know that pizza is probably a great thing to have every once in a while, especially if I'm going to like you run, if you're going to go out for a really long run on Saturday, getting all those fats and carbs in to fill your body up is a great way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've mentioned it a couple of times now is it's got to be a lifestyle. This is not, I think so many people come into the health atmosphere, whether that as, as a coach or most of the time you're going to see it as a client and you're no, or at least I noticed that it's, well, I want, I want the Insta. I want the quick fix. And when it comes to health, I mean, I always look at it and go, if it took you 10 years to get here, it's going to take you 20 to get out because we got to climb 10 years back. And then that's only puts a splat and doesn't even put us positive yet. So we've got to be thinking about this in the way of it has to be a lifestyle. This is all about lifestyle. So yes, I know when I started changing my nutrition, that's when I found out I was lactose intolerant because I wasn't listening to my body the entire time. And I just kept eating things that would literally make me feel horrendous. But like you said, even the homeopathic way, yeah, you're going to go through moments where it might, you got to get rid of the yuck. And so I think my warning to anybody is one lifestyle. It has to be doable and fit and something you want. It's got to be the lifestyle. But also is that it, it it's going to take time. Nothing done overnight. And I promise if it can be done overnight, it probably isn't going to either last or be good for you. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, I've heard some people who are like, yeah, I lost 30 pounds in three weeks. I was like, holy Toledo doing what, what are, are we eating? What are we doing? <laughs> like, you know, just if it's quick and easy or quick fixes, it's not healthy. It's not for you. Um, yes, it sounds glamorous and all the glitz and glam for it, but we need to be, I don't know, is it more cautious? Is it more um, and educated. I'm not sure either way, but um, what do you think your personal, like I said, lifestyle and length of time and just giving it time? What are your like things that you would heed people towards or, or in, you know, fill them in and be like, okay, these are the two things we need to understand before we ever get going is that these are the two things or three things. What are those for you? Well, definitely what you said with the lifestyle, I think, um, understanding you're going to change your mindset about things. So if you've been sitting in this like diet culture, looking at things through things through this lens, we have to work on mindset change and that's going to be hard and that's going to be uncomfortable and sitting with discomfort is not easy. Also education around nutrition and knowing that as we educate ourselves around that, we're going to gain knowledge, which is going to help us make those changes, but we're still probably going to to fail at some point, especially in this law, if we're looking at longevity and long-term change, if those changes are going to take time, we're going to have failure along that way. Because like you said, it's taken us 10 years to get here. It's going to take us 10 years to get out, but un untraining our mind from certain patterns takes time. So being patient with ourselves in those moments and being gracious with ourselves in those moments and understanding that failure is just a forward movement, because as long as we're failing, we're still going forward. Um, I think that's the key, but I, yeah, it's, it's going to be mindset and education really with me and 
even the the course and the way that I work with people and what I do with people, I say, you should walk away from me 60 days smarter and you shouldn't necessarily have to come back to me. Uh, my program will never be one that you're going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days on, but hopefully you're going to gain some knowledge and you're going to learn to start sitting with yourself and talking with yourself and building a positive outlook on yourself. Because if you hate yourself, that's the other thing. Like if you hate yourself, you're never going to get where you want to go. You're going to continue in this like self-destructive self. I don't know, isolating. I don't, I don't even know. It's just like this pattern in this place of, yeah, I lost all this weight, but that doesn't fix your problem. Like maybe you're 30 pounds lighter, but you haven't actually learned anything to, to give yourself the love and grace you deserve. Yeah. Because it's healing. Um, I had a conversation with somebody else recently, and and it seems to be a lot of conversations um, about whether, you know, I've talked with authors, I've talked with, um, you know, bakers, and I mean, anybody and everybody, it continues to come back to a concept of healing. If we can heal the internal, everything else radiates outward. So like you're saying is, is we got to work inward. Yeah. You might not lose the 30 pounds in 30 days. That's if that's what you want, you are in the wrong place. Um, granted, that's not, not to say that's not an option, but it's, it could, if you're willing to do the work. And I think we've, it's not just the work of, okay, well, I'm going to cut out drinking. I'm going to change this, reduce my carbs. I got to be strict. And it becomes this like cumbersome pain to do this. You'll get more by healing your mental health and your, you know, inwardly loving on yourself. Because that was something that I learned was, yeah, I could sit here and I could beat myself up for eating the pizza that day, or I can just go, it's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. Right. Mm -hmm. And truly really treat it that way, where I was willing to let some stuff go and, work on healing inwardly and create the different relationship, but it all starts with my relationship with me before it goes on anywhere. And it's, it's that hard healing because we have to heal. We have to heal the, the nineties child who saw, you know, low rise jeans and belly shirts half the time. And, you know, we've got to heal the diet culture and we've got to, we have to heal because that's what we're trying to live up to is that image. And sometimes that image, okay, if I tried to get that look of the, you know, like Britney Spears era, um, would be impossible. I mean, I would look like I was sick. Somebody would look at me and be like, hey, because it doesn't fit me. And I think we before though, is that it's got to be what works for you. Because if your goals aren't realistic, you're going to be trying to achieve something that's never going to happen. And then you're trying to heal what isn't realistic. Like it's just a cumbersome, like it's a, a cycle that just keeps turning. That isn't helpful. Um, so how do, how does anybody get in touch with you and get like started with you? Because you and I run very similar. We, I swear we are preaching to the choir. Every time you're speaking, I'm like, yes, that's me. Yes. That's what I like. Yes. hundred percent. Um, because I want people to truly understand, like I've always said is that, you know, you can, you can do my 90 day reset 
walk away from me in 90 days, but I don't like, I don't want you to come back. Like I want you mm -hmm. to be, here, want to be, but I don't want you to be here because you need to be after 90 days, you're going to walk away ready, set and ready to go. Like you won't need me. You'll want to be here, not need to be here. Um, so I like that you are very much so on the same plat platform and, and thought process as I am. So how do people get in touch with you to start working? Yeah, so um, two ways. Um, I take people on a very kind of referral basis or I'm, I make sure people are a right fit for me. So I won't take a client if they, you know, we'll, we'll have a meeting and we'll make sure it's the right fit and all of that. Um, so either through my Instagram page, there's a, I have a link tree and you can fill out for either one-on-one -on -one coaching or to be part of a course that um, it's a nine week course that runs about shifting your nutritional mindset and really um, healing your relationship around food, understanding your nutritional gaps. So my Instagram is Amy underscore enjoys underscore life. It probably should be Amy enjoys food, but you know, life too, because <laughs> food has a better life. Um, and then also um, on my Facebook page. So it's Amy Bolter. And I have a link there where you can set up for a Zoom call as well. And um, 30 minutes we meet, we discuss, I tell you either what the program offers or what the one-on-one -on -one coaching looks like. And you tell me if that's going to work for you or not. Um, but the reality is I, I won't work with people, one, who want quick fixes and I won't work with people who, um, maybe tell me things that they need a little bit more support to. Like I I've alluded to and told you I had past issues with alcohol. And before I healed that, I wasn't going to be someone that was in a place to work on my nutrition. So I like to have really honest conversations with people about that too. And say, you know, I want to help you and I'm here and I'm waiting for you and you're ready. But I think from what you've told me today, we have something else going on. You know, another thing, a lot of women um, in my age group come with maybe disordered eating and they don't even realize it. So that's, that's another area where I don't necessarily have a person to refer you to, but um, I will walk this journey with you. However, we may not be ready to go on something like macros right now until we work on this with, you know, someone that's very versed in this area. Which is, I think, very different. I, I mean, it's positive and I'm, I'm totally like super stoked for anybody who chooses to go this route because you know that you're getting good. You know what I mean? Like you're getting somebody who cares, who's there, who's listening and making sure that you as the individual is being heard and paid attention to. And I would rather have somebody tell me like right now, you got other things going on that you're not even aware of and being totally honest with me so that I know where to go. And that's mm -hmm. what I truly really value that about what, how you take on clients and you take steps forward uh, so that, because you care, you want people to have the results. You want them to have life, not just a smaller number on the scale and them to be able joyfully walk into their kitchen and not dread walking into their kitchen. Um, so I, I heed anybody who's listening just to, this is the kind of thing when you're hiring a coach, pay attention to because it's super important. If somebody is willing to take anyone and everyone, are they really listening or are they there for the dollars? If, if you're getting somebody who's going to like actually listen to what you're saying and, and wants nothing but success for you, 
that is somebody you want in your corner. And if that means maybe today it doesn't work, but three months from now, after talking to a different person, it gets healed and you're ready to go. I would rather have that person as my coach than the alternative, because then I, when I'm prepared, they're prepared. And on top of it, we're going to have great results, not just instant. It's going to be long-term lifestyle things like we've been talking about. Um, so if you had any advice for anybody, whether whether they're wanting to coach with you or just listening in general, what would be some pieces of advice that you could give somebody today? I would, So I would say just in regards to nutritional change, take some time and look at your current patterns. Um, you know, track what you're eating. And that doesn't have to be using like an app and weighing out all your food and all this. Like maybe that's really just too much for you, but sit down at the end of the day and write about your day. And then, um, you know, evaluate how that nutrition supported you throughout the day. Just start taking a look at it for 30 days and go back and read your journal. And you're going to learn something about yourself. You may not know the answer and you may not know what you need to get where you're going, but you're going to understand where you are and you're going to start seeing the patterns of what needs to shift or change for you to feel nutritionally supported. And, you know, the more we're, we're learning and uncovering about just like gut health and microbiome and, and all of this, like what happens in our stomach, the more we're learning that foods can impact our mood, our overall like health goals and things like that. So get curious and, uh, you know, just, just start somewhere, just, just start somewhere. And maybe it's with a coach. Maybe you're not ready for a coach. There's a lot of literature out there. That's good literature. Make sure you're, you're looking for the validity of, or like, just like the, the support of the literature you're reading and what you're picking up and you're not just picking up another diet book. Um, I, I think just, just start where you are, understand where you are and you'll start to figure out where you can go. But it is, it's taking an introspective look at yourself before taking a step before you're ready for change. You have to know who you are, what's going on and then take action. I think so often people tell us to set goals and take action, but we don't even know what's happening. We don't even have a picture of what's happening. So I think seeing that picture first is just like the most important thing. And I, as you say, just start um, is something that I wrote down because I take notes when we talk and stuff. Um, but it, the concept of just start, um, even if it's just walking, take 20 minutes worth of a walk every night is starting. We think that it always has to be some big, grandiose, you know, world renowned, earth shattering, newsworthy kind of thing. And it doesn't. It doesn't have to be something, you know, that costs you $10,000. It, it could be as simple as listening to this podcast and, and taking information. It could be as simple as following along on your Facebook pages and your Instagrams and, and your social media. It could be just the fact of listening. It could be a walk. It could be the, the concept of journaling. Like you're, yeah. is, you know what? I am one that's like, I don't have the time to write all down my macros. If I have to do mental math to eat, we are not doing this. Like, that's my mindset about it. And that's how I tell all my clients is like, I don't want you to have to do mental math to do this. Like mm -hmm. food, fire math. Um, but I want you to start. And mm -hmm. if journaling, then journal. But mm -hmm. back to what works for you. And 
when you think forward of taking a step is more important than waiting for perfection because we'd rather take baby steps and and do one thing and then one thing so that you can be prepared for a coach so that you can be you know 10 steps ahead um but you got to think one percent every day is 365 percent further than you were last year so um I'll take 1%. 1% is better than no percents. So um, it's it was so much insight has come from this episode. You have no idea. Like I am like giddy with excitement over this episode and just being able to speak with you because you have such a wealth of knowledge that, I mean, we could probably sit for hours and go over the course itself and, and one-on-one coaching and all the things. Um, but I, I just... And, and we would nerd out. Like, I know the two of us could nerd out on some fun info for you guys, but we don't want to bore anybody and we don't want to, you know, go too scientific on people. But I think it's just been so great to sit down and chat with somebody. Um, for myself, I know that it's been, um, I started business three years ago and I felt very alone um, in this mindset and in this concept. And I felt like I was, I was screaming to nobody or like I was the only one preaching (laughs) to the people. Um, So for me, I just have to say thank you for, you know, showing your light, using your experiences and your, your true passion to help others uh, because it's impacting the world. And I'm eternally grateful that you to be able to sit and talk with you um, to collaborate, link arms, be able to say we have connections because it, on my end, it makes me feel a little bit better to know that I'm not the only one out, you know, preaching to the choir, but uh, that there's others out there that do the same thing, that want the same thing, that there's the health industry hasn't gone totally down the tubes yet, um, that there are still people who want nothing but true health and happiness for others. And that starts from the center. Um, so I thank you. And I think I know that the listeners will be so excited um, to learn more and follow along with you. Um, So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And like, I agree 100%. I think we could probably talk all day and keep going. But I know that we lose a lot of people. Um, But I just I think it's so important to bring ethics back to this industry and bring true compassion and understanding for people. And I'm just glad to know there's other people out there doing the same thing. Yes, it's awesome. So make sure, guys, if you are not following along with the podcast, get on, follow along, make sure you're getting the notifications. And then on top of it, go follow Amy. Her links are below. Make sure that you're getting in touch with her because, I mean, just a simple scroll of her social media and you can see the incredible wealth of knowledge that you can just take away from her um, and the inspiration and light that she can be for you. So make sure that when we talk nutrition, it's not just the food we're taking in. It's who are you following on social media? What are you listening to? What are you taking in to your body mentally through, you know, listening and reading to also the food you take in and the things you put into your body. So please make sure that you're following along with the incredible Amy here and that we can keep pouring good into our bodies. So thank you again, Amy. Thank you listeners. And we will talk soon.